Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back, and uh, welcome back to us. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. Yeah, I feel like... Well, y'all don't know this, but sometimes we have to record ahead of time because we're going out of town or um, the person who helps us with our sound, Edis, is going out of town. And so it's been probably maybe two or three weeks since we've recorded anything. And we're a little rusty. Yeah, I think, I think we're it's, a little it's, out of practice. It's probably been it's probably been three weeks, which when since we started the podcast, I think we are now like 18 episodes in, which is hard to believe that we've already done that many episodes. Why are you making that face? I don't know. 18 episodes. <laughs> but I think I, since I, we, I hung on 10 more episodes than you said. <laughs> I think since we began the podcast, there was only like one week that we weren't actually in the studio doing some recording mm. before this mini break that we had. Yeah, it was a good break, though. And I think I've decided that I like it. That's that's good. No, I mean, like, I like recording several podcasts and having a little bit of a break. Oh, okay. Sometimes we get real busy and we have to like figure out in our schedule, like, how are we going to squeeze this in? Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? But if we plan ahead of time, like. I do like recording a few ahead. I don't like the, I, I don't like the break because I feel like now I feel like you said, we're kind of rusty. Yeah, but I like we can figure it out. <laughs> like. So just be patient with us this week. It'll be all right. Uh, We're going to be okay. It, it'll be good. So we've done a lot since the last time we recorded. Wow. Like we, we celebrated our anniversary. Yes, we did. 15 years. 15 years. And we didn't even make the obligatory, I love my spouse so much, it's been 15 years post on Facebook. I know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not all about that. It's fine. Like Do you, I, do you I not love when, me so much? No, I do, do you love not you so much. Do you not want to share the, with the world how much... And I will share much, with the world through our podcast how, how much, much I love you. you I love just... Me. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I didn't either. We just don't post a lot. No. I feel like. Every once in a while we'll We're post. We're more of like Facebook stalkers. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just like, look I like at everybody see, else's stuff, what's going on in their lives. I have tried several times to like... I, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram, and I've tried several times just to be like, I don't need Facebook. I don't need to do this. I'm going to delete this from my phone. And then I'm like, but how am I going to know like, when so-and-so gets married or engaged or has their baby or if there's an emergency or somebody needs prayer? And then I get all well, like, the bad thing I, best, now, I guess I better go check Facebook. The bad thing now with Facebook is is their algorithm doesn't even show you most of your friends list like you see the same updates over and over and over again and so we have people. you know a bunch of friends on facebook but we probably only see updates from you know a few of them yeah and then you miss a lot of stuff i don't know it feels like facebook. we only see updates from a hundred of our friends but i don't yeah. even know if it feels like that many it's just weird it is weird like you get a whole lot more you know, sponsorships but and the other issue too is now that is people like method of communication for right. a lot of people, right. for a lot of our friends, anyways. Like that is how we communicate. We make events. Like that is we how communicate we communicate with our small groups. Yeah, the, that's the, how we church. communicate. So then it's like, oh man, I can't go off Facebook because I'm gonna miss something. 
But I, I, I am. In. It was their plan all I along. I think so, Mr. Zuckerberg. Mm. And also, I, I'm big into Instagram these days, but for a totally different reason. Like, I appreciate Instagram. I was talking to some ladies. We went to Sight and Sound this week. Um, in Lancaster, yes, we did. It was a ladies' it trip. It was Don't... me and like thirty-one women. Yes, you and on thirty women on a bus. He it was, it I was just put our my night... earbuds in, listen to a podcast, and in shining armor. You did when you introduced that segment, though. You weren't like it was fine. You were like it was me and thirty-one women. It's just a lot. It's a lot of a lot of women in a bus with just me. <laughs> it's just a lot. Yeah, but it was like you weren't there. You were just a driver. I was I was unimportant to the day. You were. But no, you were important to the day because without you we couldn't go I was anywhere. essential to the day. You but were as essential. far as me being there, I was unimportant to the day. Right. We didn't need you. Well, you you absolutely had to have me. I mean, like we didn't need you like to hang out with us, so. Right. Well, I didn't. I didn't hang out with you. You didn't. It was a girls' day, it was fun. Anyway, so I was talking to some ladies on the bus on the way up and back and um I was sharing with someone like, oh, they said, where did, where did you get your dress? And I said, I got it from such and such store. And um, I, I've been influenced. And I've been influenced by a friend who showed me how to be influenced on Instagram. <laughs> See, that's, that's not a good thing because that means more money. Yeah, no, but he, here's the good thing. My wallet and your wallet. I love so. to wear, like, especially in the summertime, I like to wear dresses. And dresses are hard to find, like, that are, like, modest. And so then when I see a dress on Instagram that I'm like, huh, that could work. I wouldn't have to wear a jacket with it in the summer. Like, it would be cool and it's long enough. Like, I, I could get that dress. And then if it's from, like, like a lot of times it's from like a boutique that's like $200 and I'm like, mm, don't need the dress that much. But sometimes you can get them for like $20, $25 and I'm totally willing to spend 20 or $25 for a dress that. You're looking at me like you want me to contribute to this No, I'm I'm just justifying my purchases. But I can't. I can't <laughs> contribute to this at all. <laughs> anyway, so that's how I use Instagram. I use Instagram to find cute clothes and um, a lot of times... Uh, like decor, like home decor ideas. And also it's an inspiration to me because I'm a real estate photographer. So like to, to see the different angles and the lighting and how they adjust everything so that the windows aren't blown out, like all that kind of stuff. I like to be on Instagram so I can constantly be having that like influence and inspiration, inspiration yeah. for my work. Um, I need, I need. I need all you know the inspiration where I get inspiration for my work? Where? From the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Uh. Mr. S- Mr. Spiritual over here. He's like, I am a pastor. Uh, yeah, so anyways, we celebrated 15 years of marriage. Yep, we did. And you um, guys. How many? We've been together for 20. I mean, you heard the origin yeah. story from a couple weeks ago. So For a good long while. Long time. And we went somewhere. We did. It wasn't really our anniversary trip. It wasn't like the, I mean, it, again, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it looks like now we may not have a big anniversary trip, but we did go to um, Lancaster. How do we always um, do that? We went to Lancaster twice in a row, like a week, you know, on a Tuesday, and then we went back the next Tuesday for the sight and sound trip. Um, but we went up there, we stayed at this little inn. It was nice. Um, it, was, it was fine. 
Yeah. That's fine. I mean, the trip was fun. We Okay, if you're ever in Lancaster, you have to look up Mr. Sticky's. It's like a little trailer. <laughs> you know how much we love food. Of all the things that you're going to talk about Listen, on our trip. I mean, there's tons of stuff to do in Lancaster, but we've been, my parents live very close by. So, so here's the thing. We've done most everything in mm. Lancaster to do. But Mr. Sticky's is a must stop if you're in Lancaster. It's, it's a sticky little, buns. It's a little trailer that has incredible sticky buns. Yeah. And you have to get the ones with the nuts on the top. Yeah. What are they? Pecans or are they? No, they're uh, walnuts. They're walnuts. Yeah. So my brother hooked us on this. He lives right near there, right near um, Mr. Sticky's. And so he brought them to our trip to Gatlinburg last fall when we did a big family vacation down in, down in Gatlinburg. And he had brought them before, too. Had he? Yeah. We had them at your parents' house a couple times. Oh, well, I, well, and then I, he was the like, first time I remember having I'm them gonna was gonna in Gatlinburg. I'm going to bring Mr. Sticky's to Gatlinburg. They were They, they were are, real good. They are amazing. But listen... It was a like trip of convenience. It was like, okay, you want to go away overnight for our anniversary, and uh, that means we need someone to watch our kids. And so let's go drop the kids off with my parents, and let's go somewhere in Pennsylvania. And I had an idea of where we should go. But you make it sound like we were just using my mom and dad. We, we, we loved being with you for those few days, <laughs> mom and dad. No. It was not just... Let's use let's use your parents. No, but I'm saying we stay we went to Pennsylvania because it was convenient for our anniversary. Yes. That's why we picked right. Lancaster. Lancaster. But it wasn't like a oh, I've always wanted to go here. This is so romantic because we've been to Lancaster bunches of times. But it is beautiful there. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the, really the rolling nice. hills and the big farms and the Amish people. Yeah. And, it's, we it's and we got area. we got massages and that's always good no matter where you are. Then it poured down rain. We went to um, Roots, right? It's like this great yeah. big auction, like farmers market kind of thing, and they do auctions there. And one day, one day we are going to get to Roots. This is probably the second or third time we've been there, but one day we're going to get there and we're actually going to bid on something. Yeah, like, they they auction off like all kinds of stuff like yeah. like food like produce. so like they just bring out you know uh, a little thing of blackberries and i think the thing of blackberries went for like 50 cents for the carton of blackberries or yeah, something 50 cents and a then container. you can choose how many cartons you and want which ones you want yeah. and they were also doing like bushes and stuff man if you lived up there that would be the way that would be the way to get your yeah, like outdoor it plants it was cheap and i was like can we buy and he's like how are we gonna get home no we cannot buy plants i'm like <laughs> okay yeah. But we got beef jerky. That's our thing. I don't okay. know what it is. When you're in Lancaster, that's another thing you have to, you got to find the beef jerky and get some because it's super good. You have to find the beef jerky and you get You got to find it. I mean, they have it at like a lot of the little Amish stores will have it. But if you go to one of the farmer's markets, there are many farmer's markets in but Roots that is area. Probably the biggest, I it would is. say. I mean, it's massive. And it's really cool. And you can buy like food there too to... Yeah, like little, to snack little on. food stalls. Yeah. We had a, a pretzel. Pretzel. Because pretzels are big up there, too, if you've never been up there. and But the line at the pretzel place was so long that we were like, we have to get a pretzel. And I felt so bad for the fudge guy across the way. Yeah, he didn't he have anybody so there. He looked so sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. And he, Cookies he, and fudge sitting the, in his counter. I know. The way that the, the line wrapped around, we were like right in front of his stall and we came up to him. He looked so hopeful like we were going to buy some fudge from him. But oh, he, he actually said, 
you guys want some fudge? And then you were like, nah, we're in line for the pretzels. <laughs> I felt so like, bad for that guy. That was, okay. Oh, sad, sad guy. But that's what we did for our anniversary. We actually did do something. We did. It was We fun. went away overnight and we tried French food. It was not good. Like I, I did I not. I think it's good. I love food, but I did not enjoy that meal, honestly. I know. It was fine. I'm like, it sorry. Was, I would Josh describe is it as like fine, a, and I would be okay to never go to a French restaurant again. He's like a comfort food guy. Like he's like, give me some barbecue. I would have been great to go to a barbecue tacos. restaurant for our anniversary meal. I know it's not fancy. I know it's not, you know. We did go for up. another meal. But, let's do but, this. Let's just one day get dressed up and go to a barbecue restaurant. That would be so ridiculous. <laughs> We we went to a French restaurant because um, note to all of you out there: if you're ever in Lancaster on a Tuesday, all the restaurants Everything's are closed. closed. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe so it's we went on a Tuesday. Roots, Roots Market is only on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and, so and so is the market maybe, downtown. Right. We've discovered that like two of the biggest markets in the area are only open on Tuesday. So this is our theory: all the restaurants close to go buy their produce from the markets. We should clarify, they're not only open on Tuesday, but some of the other days that they open are only like twice a month or something like that. Or the, just, No, I think it's Tuesday's Tuesday. the only regular day. And then like the weekend. Yeah, right, right. So it's like, if you don't go on Tuesday, you have to wait till the weekend to go to the market. But yeah, so we drove around and we ended up in one place on a Tuesday night thinking, oh, we'll be able to get, we don't need a reservation. We'll be able to get an easy. We got out, we went in. This place was packed and they were like... Uh, we can't get you in here. It's because it was like the only thing open on Tuesday. Yeah, that's probably why. So, but it was supposed to be was, really good. It, was. it wasn't fancy. We, we ended go. up at this little French restaurant and we had escargot. Yeah, that was like, I could be okay with never having it again in my entire life. I could be just fine with that. Yeah, um, I don't think we'll be trying it again. It was like a, let's try it and see what all the fuss is about. I wouldn't describe it as bad. I would just describe it as not worth it. It yeah. wasn't expensive. It was like 15 bucks, but it wasn't worth anything. It in wasn't my amazing. It wasn't like, oh man, escargot. We have to have this again. It was like, like, you know, the snails took on the flavor of whatever they're cooked in. Yeah. And so Except I would have been. It does still have a little bit of a grassy kind of a gamey yeah. dirt flavor. I would have been okay with just getting whatever it was cooked in that butter garlic butter sauce or whatever and dipping bread in it that mm. would have been fine yeah i'm getting all these text messages yeah. i apologize i'm trying not to be distracted so anyways right that was our 15 year um yeah, celebration we and went to another restaurant too in town oh in our town yeah, yeah on the day of. oh we did yeah wait on the on the day i on thought you said on the bay i was like our town is not on the bay. <laughs> We're not by and the water. I don't remember going to a restaurant. At all whatsoever. On no, bay. on the day of our anniversary, when we got back. Now, we... that place I enjoyed. I would go back there again. Yeah. The service was... wasn't the greatest. It was a little bit sketchy, but the atmosphere is awesome. It's in an old, like old, old barn. Like they've made into a restaurant with these great big giant chandeliers. And it looks fancier than it is. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. Actually, it's not expensive. It's it's actually kind of more casual, and but it looks fancy because of the chandeliers. And so we had bacon, a oh, bacon, yeah, bacon tower at our. They burn it like crisp it up at your table with oh, a torch. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was an experience. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. He said he's gonna make a bacon tower. I can do it. It's so simple. He's gonna it's make just a, a couple bacon tower rods and a little a little base. And then he's gonna fry the bacon at the table and impress our friends. That's what he said. I am. What and friends? I'm impress my 
the boys. <laughs> they're they're going to be impressed by that. Uh, we legit don't have time. I know. Um, <sighs> so that was our 15th anniversary celebration. It was great. We'll do something else. At we some were supposed point, to actually hopefully. have a big trip. That was but, just a little like getaway. But eventually, maybe in the fall, we'll take a big trip together. Yeah. That's we'll the plan. See. So what we want to do over the next two weeks is just tell you 15 things that we've learned in these 15 years about marriage, about family, um, maybe even about our, our spiritual walk, whatever it is, just kind of, so Danielle's going to share seven and I'm going to share eight. Is that how we're going to do this? Yep. But we're not going to do all of them today because we don't have time to do all that today. So I think what we're going to do today is just share seven. I'm going to share four and you're going to share three, right? I think that's the plan. Okay. So um, should we just go jump in? Let's do it. Okay. Two feet. Just jumping right in. Um, I'm going to go first. Okay. And I'm going to say that one of the things that I've learned in our 15 years of marriage is that I'm always wrong. What? <laughs> that's what you're leading off with? No. We, okay, haven't, me... we haven't told each other. Yeah, what, I... He wanted to keep this one. As, like sometimes we work together. We work on, we work on what we're going to say. He wanted to keep this a surprise from each other. So let me clarify. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that um, really at the end of the day, what I'm saying is I've learned humility because there was a time in my, in, in early in our marriage that I felt like I'm always right. And I'm always, you know, I'm always right. And I'm always going to be right. And I would always try to argue my point and try to. And so I, really what I'm saying is I've learned, I've learned to be humble. And I'm it's still a, a work in progress, like everything else. I was going to say, that sounds um, very humble. I am <laughs> humble. <laughs> but I've learned that I'm not uh, always right. And not necessarily that I'm always wrong either, but I'm not always right. And there are times that I need to recognize that I'm not right. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that sentiment. What, Although that usually... I'm Right, and you're usually wrong. <laughs> right, I'm sure you would agree with that. No, it's true. It's hard. It's, it's something hard to grapple with. I think socially for anyone to be like, of course. Of course what I'm thinking is, it wouldn't be thinking it if I didn't think it was right. You know what I mean? But sometimes we're really not. Sometimes we're clouded by our emotions. Um, and sometimes there's just a misunderstanding and sometimes we're saying the same thing with like totally different words. A lot of times we are doing that. So in our, in much. Our it's like, uh. But I think this is a good concept like for us to take outside of marriage too, because so often we can feel like because I have an opinion, my opinion is right. Or because I have a way of doing something that my way of doing something is the best way or the, the only right way to do it. And um, Mrs. Conert, uh, who was our Spanish teacher in high school growing up, she, I, I, I did learn a lot of Spanish. She was um, the best she was an awesome Spanish teacher. teacher ever. But one of the other things that I learned in her class was um, that just because something is different, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just different. She always used to say, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different because we would talk about, uh, Hispanic cultures and different cultures around the world. And she would always say, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different because a lot of times we look at other cultures and we feel like they have a different way of doing things. So our way is better. And that's not necessarily true. Just because somebody has a different way of doing things doesn't mean that your way is better. It might just be that it's different. 
And I think that's a, a a lesson that would be good for us to bring in. Why are you looking at me like that? Because that is a hard, hard thing <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's a hard thing for everybody, it's I think. It's like, why would you do it that way? But at that the end of the day, make a lot of times sense. that's pride, right? Because it's it's like... I, I, I would do it this way, or I believe this, or I think this about this thing, and so therefore, I'm superior to you. And I don't know that when I say something like, why would you do it like that? Like, it's, it's honestly out of pride. It's honestly out of, like, what was your thought process <laughs> that would make sense that you would right, choose to do it this way? That's like just because some that's what I'm saying, though, just because somebody's choosing to do something differently than the way that you would go about doing it doesn't make their way of doing it. necessarily No, it's wrong. not necessarily wrong. But for me, that's a hard pill to swallow because I am very like, um, I don't know. You you think that the way that you are going to go about doing it is the best way to do it. Well, I'm like, let work smarter, not harder is my thing. So then I'm like, how is that making the situation easier? But you're right. Just because you did it differently doesn't mean it was wrong. I am just always trying to look for the easiest path to get there. Um, and so sometimes that is a hard pill for me to swallow. Sometimes that's hard for me to just accept that your way is still good. So this, this is and something we're sometimes learning. sometimes superior. And possibly sometimes and superior. And one of the things that I've learned in marriage is humility. <laughs> <laughs> and I am humble. <laughs> All right, tell us yours. Um, I'm going to go with my first one. This is a huge one for me. I have learned... And am learning. Honestly, we have not arrived at all whatsoever. So these are all things I feel like we need oh, to like sure. preface yes. with. I have not arrived. This is something man, I work on constantly. And that's why these things are at the forefront of my mind, I, I think. I would say that when we say that we have learned these things, these are things. These are all things that we're still learning and working on. Maybe like these are things we've recognized yeah. and we're working on. Yeah. Um, my, my first one I'm going to say is that you you cannot read my mind that's funny based on my next one okay. <laughs> so go ahead explain what I you have mean a feeling by that. what I know what your next one is <laughs> you can't read my mind I don't know what it is about about my brain you would think that that is like a totally common sense like of course he can't read your mind and and it's like every normal person understands that but sometimes, like, we're so close, and we've known each other for so long, and I'm like, he should dwell with me according to knowledge. Like, he just knows who I am, and he should just know. He literally does not know everything that I think and everything that I've planned unless I communicate it with him. Like, some, I don't know. Sometimes it's like, even yesterday. Okay, yesterday I had a photo shoot in the morning at 10 o'clock. And he knew I had a photo shoot. We talked about that. And I'm thinking, in my brain, we need to leave at 8.30. Like, okay, if we leave at 8.30, then I can get there by 10. It was about an hour away. I won't, I won't have to rush. I'll have plenty of time. I could probably even stop and get some coffee on the way. And so I'm thinking, we need to leave at 8.30. But I never told him that. <laughs> and nor did I ever get told what time the photo shoot was in all fairness you didn't ask me either (laughs) but also 
what kind of a psycho person just like assumes the other person just knows things like and I do it all the time and the older I get the more I realize why am I expecting this of him and then I would get so frustrated with you and I would be like but you should just know but this should just be like you should just know what I'm thinking and exactly what I want based upon the fact that I want it <laughs> and then I always say one of my favorite words that I added to my vocabulary is clairvoyance and I say I'm not clairvoyant I don't like I, that's a big word have that's you my, ever said that word yes I say that to you all the time you no. don't listen I don't think you say that word. I do too you say clairvoyance I say clairvoyant I'm not clairvoyant <laughs> that's so weird that's my five dollar word five dollar five dollar word of the day yeah I'll y'all owe us five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's so crazy, and I think like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like I know, and I'm planning, and I know what I'm gonna do, but I don't live in a vacuum, and I have to communicate with you. And I look back on it now, and I think, um, of course you have to tell him, of course. But it goes so much farther than to um, like just plans. Although that's like an obvious thing, but like how I, how I feel about something, like what I think, mm -hmm. um, the assumption for me is always that you just know. And so this is something that I'm actively working on right now. Like it's not an inconvenience to communicate. It's a normal, like a normal person thing. Like, okay, why, so why my, don't I communicate? So my next one is that communication is key. Um, well, there you so go. So they go hand in hand. <laughs> uh, but this is, I mean, we talked about, what, like three episodes ago, we talked about communication and even our struggle in our marriage to communicate. And, and this is something that we are definitely actively learning. Is And I think this is this is for both of us because there are times that... For me, it's not so much that I feel like you should just know these things, but for me, it's just a genuine like, oh, I didn't tell her. It's not It's not even like she should have already known. It's like, uh, I put this thing on my calendar or I have this thing to do and I just forgot to tell her. Um, and so then something comes up and it takes her by surprise. And I'm like, why did that surprise you? <laughs> it surprised her because I didn't tell you. So I, I said communication is key, and I, I also went took it a step farther just like you did just a minute ago. I said not only communicating our plans to each other, but then communicating our love for each other too. Because for me, one of the things that, that I'm still learning is not necessarily to say I love you. I say that we say that all the time, but one of the things that's important to you is just hearing me say that, you know, I appreciate you or just communicating in general. How was your day? How and and yeah, because you you are a people person. You really are. And and so when you're out and about, you're like engaging and you care about people and you, you know, want to have relationships with people. But I feel like and, and this has always been the conversation. But when you come home, you're you're not like that. You're quiet. Yeah. And I've used all my words. You've used all your yeah. words for the day, and it's like you're just ready to not talk and, yeah. and just be quiet for the day. And so that has been a difficulty in our marriage over um, the last 15 years, and it's something that we're learning. It's something that we're still working on. I was talking to the realtor that I work with when I do my um, my photo shoots. 
um, yesterday, and she said that one thing that they've started doing is like making an exercise out of it. Like they will sit down together and just for five minutes, like really share in-depth stuff, like ask in-depth questions. And it's like, you can communicate with me right now. And this is between me and you. And like really just share their heart with each other more than just surface communication, but like really in-depth what's going on with one another. And she said it's really helped. Yeah. Um, she said that it, that that communication has has really strengthened their bond. And so maybe it's something that we should consider doing because I know the other day I sat you down at the table and I was like, no, we're not getting up until we talk about these things. I think sometimes too, honestly, it's not, and it's not that I'm trying to hide something from you, but if I feel like you're not going to like what I put on the calendar, I'm like, maybe I'll just put it on the calendar and hope that he sees it. Yeah, you do that, and, <laughs> and then you drop the hint, like, and that I don't have to like around. break the news. Oh, I used to do that with my mom and dad, like you know, when I brought home an F from school. Did you bring home Fs it. from school? Uh, I mean, maybe one or two, but you know, I, you had to get it signed, and so I would always wait until the last minute to be like, "Oh, we're at school, mom. I forgot to have you sign this. Can you sign this right before we walk into school?" And then you know, I didn't have to get. Oh my goodness. Okay, so to recap, number one, uh, uh, humility, the fact that I'm not always right. Number two was yours, which was... You can't read my mind. Yes, I'm not clairvoyant. Um, Number three was (laughs) mine, that is communication is key, which kind of goes hand in hand with yours. What's your number two? Um, I'm going to go with um, something maybe a little bit more heavy, and that is that we we the hard times are often the growing times mm. um like we face challenges and we face d- difficulties in our life um as a couple or as an individual and we, sometimes we lament those things we're like uh, if only I didn't have to go through this. But then I look back and I realize that um, those shared experiences between the two of us going through, I think particularly of when we lost a baby um, and we had a miscarriage. I was about 13 weeks along and we miscarried. Um. And man, would I have chosen that? Like, no, I wouldn't have chosen. Like, I wouldn't have chosen to go through that, um, and I wouldn't cho- choose to go through that if you know. Again, but I I look back at that time in our lives, and I think about how much God grew us during that time, individually, you know, and our relationship with Him but also as a couple and our relationship with one another and the, that difficulty in going through um, that period of mourning, um, that shared experience, those are, those are difficult and um, maybe not 
things that we would wish for. But looking back, I can see um, how valuable those things were um, and how God used those things in our lives. Yeah, my mind immediately goes to James chapter 1. You know, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And, you know, the word perfect there is not necessarily that we'll be sinless and that we will be perfect in that sense, but perfect as in complete, as in our life is exactly what God wants it to be. And certainly those months of difficulty and mourning and, and, and trials were not, as you said, something that we would have chosen, nor something that we would necessarily choose again. But it's also not something that I think we would go back and change mm-hmm. um, in the sense that obviously we would love to have that life as a part of our lives. Um, but I wouldn't change the the lessons that mm-hmm. we learned from that experience. Right. Um, it, it was a certainly one of the, the darkest moments in our in our marriage and in our family and um, a difficult time, but certainly not something that, that I would choose to go back and say, I don't want to learn the lessons that I learned from that experience. Right. It, it's, it reveals a lot um, about the strength of God in our lives, um, just how he's always there for us um he never leaves us or forsakes forsakes us and it and in those difficult times is when you feel that the most Mm -hmm. you know when you recognize that the most and when you feel like this will destroy us this will destroy us i can't come back from this um he makes a way he makes a way he gives you strength and he gives you peace and eventually he he gives you joy and even um in the process of that going through that um there were little moments you know of joy um and anyways so that's one thing i've learned not to not to lament the difficult times, but to remember that those times are the times that God grew us um, by leaps and bounds, like all at once, individually and as a couple, and bonded us even further together. Yeah, so I'll use that as a segue into my next one, which is to keep your priorities placed correctly. So God first always, family after God, family above ministry, family above everything else, Um, you know, and specifically you as my wife above everything else, uh, even above our children as much as we love our kids, um, but those priorities being what they need to be. Because I think about that, that time in our life that was so difficult, but I wonder how people that um, and by the way, if you've experienced something like that, you know, we, we sorrow for you and, and with you. Um, but I wonder how people who don't know, don't know the Lord, um, make it through those difficult times. 
So I think of Philippians chapter 4, where Paul talks about having the peace of God. And in verse 7, he says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And in those moments, in those days where you go through those darkest valleys that you face, if you know the Lord, you have the peace of God that carries you through those those times. But if you don't know the Lord, then man, how did people even even do it? And so one of the big things that God taught me through those those days and in and, and those moments was prior, priorities. Prioritize me. Prioritize me above everything else. And I am the one that's going to carry you through. Because you're right. I mean, in, in those with I don't know, without, without God, without the Lord, without um, people that love the Lord coming around us and encouraging us and lifting us up and Without all of that, I don't know how we would have made it through some of those those dark days in our marriage. Yeah. Um, so I would say the third thing that that I would I have learned and am still learning is to uh, prioritize correctly. And that is God first and family after Him. Um. Let's see. Is this my last this one? This is for your today? last one for today. I got to pick a good one. I have a whole list, and I hadn't decided which I was gonna do. Um. Okay. I have learned how very important it is to laugh. Mm. I have learned what a transformation in your home it can make to just laugh. And, and, and to just have a spirit of fun and lightheartedness um, in your family, a spirit of joy um, as as you go about your, you know, menial daily tasks. Um, and I know that life is not all about fun and entertainment and, and it's not all about me. But man, I don't think that God intended for our lives to be a drudgery. Like, I don't think that he was like, serve me and we're going to be miserable together. Like, I don't think that was it at all. Like, I think God wants us to laugh. Yeah. I mean, that's a biblical concept. Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Right. Um, so certainly laughter and and happiness. Um, but, but I think about too, like we, when we've gone through some difficult things or we're dealing with something or maybe there's been a disagreement in the family, just the heaviness mm. that falls on our home. And, you know, I think about when we've been intentional, when we've chosen to find joy you know, and laugh and joke with one another and joke with the kids and just have a spirit and an atmosphere of joy. I want my kids to see that. Yeah. You know, I want my kids to understand, hey, the Christian life is not like, woe is me. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's like, wow, what a privilege. It's fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. We can do this, and we can do this together. And serving God, like, is a joy. It's a privilege. It's a blessing. Um, and so I just have learned how valuable it is to laugh. And and it used to be easier for me, honestly. But we've been through a lot. And I, I feel like it used to be easier for me to find a levity in the situation. Um but it's something that I'm still working on, like, hey, lighten up, Danielle. But I think that's something <laughs> that as we get older that becomes more difficult. Like you think about just the 
the the stresses that come along with life, you know, paying bills and going to work and keeping a schedule and all those things just make life as an adult more difficult. And I think like sometimes it does, it would do us good to intentionally remember what life was like as a kid. Yeah. I think it, I think it helps us even in our um, discipline and in the way that we interact with our kids to remember, okay, you know, in this moment when, Kobe spills water all over the floor. It's not that he went and got a cup of water and said intentionally dumped it so that we had to make a mess, you know? It said he's a kid and he's just loving life. And I think it would do good for us sometimes to just step back and remember, oh yeah, I used to be like that too, and laugh, you know, and have a good time and just enjoy life. I think it's it's so important. Right. And I think too about like how the Bible talks about the cares of this world mm. and, and worry and we shouldn't worry. And I think that we as adults take on that heaviness. Yeah. Like yeah. take on the worry. Take on the this is the next thing on our schedule. We don't have time for anything else. We just need to get this thing done. Yeah. And um we carry that with us and it's a good lesson we can learn from our kids. Our kids are carefree. Yeah. Our kids don't worry. Right. You know, they know that we're going to take care of them. And that's how God wants us to live. He wants us to to live like kind of carefree. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I've got you. You know, I'm your dad. And just as our kids look at us and they say, you're my dad. You got it. You're going to take care of yeah. me. You're going to protect me. You're going to provide everything I need. I really don't have anything to worry about. God wants us to look at him in the same way. Yeah. And I think that we forget that. But we try to, you know, carry the burden and carry the load. And um, and we forget, we forget to be intentional about finding just little moments of joy. Yeah. yeah. And I um, mean, the writer of Hebrews talks about lay aside every weight. Now, certainly that's, you know, and, and then he finishes out in the sin which so easily besets you. And so that's the the sins and the, the, the difficulties that hold us down. You know, God wants us to cast those off, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Right. Um, yes, that's a great. I just have, I don't know. There's just something about, and the bonding that happens. Yeah. Like when you just say, <clears throat> you know, let, let's sit down and let's play a game and let's, you know, or like during COVID when we got all dressed up really silly and we went outside in the backyard and had a Nerf war <laughs> in the dark, yeah, yeah. like we did that because we had more time because it was COVID and we were all bored out of our minds. But those things are fun. Yeah. Like we should do those things more often. And make memories with our kids and help them to understand that living for God is not a miserable thing. It's what a privilege. What look what we get to do. We get to serve God and He blesses us and we get to live this life. Yeah, yeah. And I've always tried to be intentional about, especially in ministry, letting my kids know because I am in vocational ministry, letting my kids know, hey, we get to do this because of ministry. And so there are certain privileges, certain things that we've experienced as a family and certain things that we continue to experience as a family simply because I am in vocational ministry. There's there's things that come along with that. And so I'm careful to always try and point out to um, my kids that, hey, this is the reason we get to do this is because we're serving the Lord. And I think that's important for, for, you know, families that put God first, as we were talking about just a minute ago, to point out, here are the blessings that come because of the fact that we're serving the Lord together as a family. 
Um, and, and as our kids see that, then hopefully they'll carry that with them into their families as well. Okay, last one. Last one. The last thing that I've learned, well, the fourth thing that I've He's learned. He's only learned oh. four things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn three more before next week. Um, four, four. Four more, sorry. Um, but the, the, the fourth thing that I've learned is that um, you are my ministry. And here's what I mean by that. That, you know, there was a time that I would come home from work and, you know, there would be, and, and, and I've, I've told you this before, and some of you uh, that are listening to the podcast have probably heard this before if you've heard me teach on marriage or anything like that. But um, there was a time that I would come home and I would look in the sink and the dishes would be there. And I think, what did you do? You know, you were home all day. <laughs> what did you do? Um, that happened. But please. what I've what I learned is, number one, that's a really dumb thing to say. <laughs> Never. Um, that's a very important <laughs> lesson that I learned. But then also that doing the dishes and doing the laundry. And, and I think I've even mentioned this on the podcast before, but all of those things are an act of ministry for my spouse. And God has given me my spouse and this is vice versa. Okay. Same, same for you. God has given, given me to you as an opportunity for ministry for you. And when I see my spouse and even my children as an opportunity of, hey, this is a way that I can serve the Lord by serving them, then that really kind of revolutionizes all those menial tasks that we do day by day. The dishes, the laundry, sweeping the floor, wiping the table, all of those things that we feel like, I do this 14 times a day and tomorrow I'm going to have to do it 14 more times and it's so annoying. Um, and they are. They, they are annoying <laughs> tasks, but they are worth something. Because we're serving the Lord by serving our family. We're serving the Lord by doing those dishes and having clean dishes for our family to eat off the next day. We're serving the Lord by wiping down the table so that our kids and our wife doesn't have to sit at a table that has disgusting crumbs left over from the previous meal all over it. So that's one of the big things. Honestly, that that's in my mind, that's one of the biggest things that I learned is that serving my family in those menial ways um, is really an extension of, and really not even an extension of, it's really just an opportunity to serve the Lord. Mm. I love that. <clears throat> and I think about yesterday when I asked you to clean the bathroom. <laughs> Listen, I cleaned the bathroom. He did. I don't. I was in the middle of mowing the lawn and teaching Brayden how to mow the lawn Listen, and watching Brayden mow the lawn. He was watching Brayden mow the lawn. I was watching with with careful eyes to make sure number one that he didn't get injured number two that he was doing it correctly and number three <laughs> waiting for him to get to the spot where the trampoline needed to be moved so that i could help him move the trampoline so it wasn't so, just that i was watching out of pure pleasure sitting back drinking a nice cold coca-cola while he's mowing the lawn but we had people coming Although over I will do that and i was like rushing around and i was cleaning the inside and they were outside and he came in to stand for a minute and he's just standing there and I knew we were short on time, and I was like, um, are you, like, working outside? Because if you're not, I really could use your help, and I need you to clean the bathroom. And he was like, uh. I ran back outside. And he went right back outside. Actually, you don't know this, but what I did was I went outside, and I went down to the lawnmower, and I stopped Brayden. I said, Brayden, would you rather go in and clean the bathroom? I'll finish mowing the lawn. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> And he was like, I hate cleaning the bathroom. I'll mow the lawn. <laughs> so it didn't work. I came back in and cleaned he the bathroom. He came back in and wiped it down. 
And <laughs> that's how that happened. But I am so thankful for that. And I am thankful for your ministry to our family. But you're right. We should view that as serving, you know, serving God. Yeah. Serving each other is serving God. I mean, there are two commandments. The first is love God. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. And we should be serving each other. Um, and I know sometimes, and I say this to the kids all the time, like, this is your family. Like, of all the people, you should be serving and loving and and you know, getting along with your family. But a lot of times we choose to serve others and we view that as service to the Lord. Right, right. But and we, but ne- we neglect our family. balk at serving the people that are closest to us. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Love it. All right, there you so have much. It. We're getting so wise. There, right. <laughs> there are seven. Next week we'll share eight more. And we'd love to hear from you. Join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the he said, she said podcast. Let us know what you've learned. What has God taught you over the years of your marriage? Um, We'd love to hear from you. All right. We will be back with you again next week with eight more ways or eight more things that we have learned. Eight more things. See you next week. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, Be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.